If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Welcome back to episode 29 of Viking 360, and after a few weeks off, we're getting back at it as Viking football season approaches. In this episode, we're going to have a couple of Viking greats who contributed at Ripley High School from the gridiron to the classroom, and we'll also sit down with current head coach Eddie Smolder. Rube, our next guest on Viking 360 is an iconic figure when you look at Viking football. Exactly, Brian. You know, Uh, We've all heard of Mount Rushmore and the fact that it has four presidents, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. But if you had a Mount Rushmore of Viking football, this guy would definitely be up there. Our guest here on Viking 360 is Jim Frazier, and we are having various guests throughout the football season as Ripley High School celebrates 100 years of football and Jim it's great to have you with us to to kick that off so to speak uh, this season thank you Jim well thank you Mike it's an honor to be here so many great athletes and uh, you know I'm just blessed that I'm here Jim uh, let's talk about you didn't play football uh, as early as some kids do today you were telling me that you actually got didn't get your uh, organized football start until high school ninth grade year correct and what was that like, uh, your indoctrination to football? Well, we all had heroes. Uh, Sherman Winter, who had played uh, Dick uh, Raider, of course, Jim Schur, Semeny, and then Buddy Bucklew, who was quarterback. There were so many of these guys, and they were so kind to us, encouraging us to go out. And, you know, we said, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll just, you know, go out and play. Jim, tell us about the football coaches that you had during your high school career. Well, I was really fortunate, Mike. We had uh, Coach Red Hill, Bob Hill, and uh, also Stephen B. McMillian, and both of them were outstanding coaches. As a matter of fact, Coach Hill left when I was a senior, and uh, Coach McMillian took over, and he did a magnificent job, uh, great year, great man. As a matter of fact, I, uh, yeah, last evening I talked to Coach for about 45 minutes just to, you know, relive old times and what have you. But they, those coaches did the right thing. They, you know, they made you proud. Jim, did you play in the trenches uh, during your high school years? I did. I played a uh, offensive tackle and a defensive guard. We had a six-man line. And you were telling me that uh, I believe it was your senior year when there was a pretty dramatic game against Ravenswood at Flynn Field and the Vikings prevailed by one point. Correct. It was, well, to us, it was unbelievable. Coach changed up. We had a six-man defensive line. He changed it up to a five-man. And uh, we had three linebackers instead of two. And uh, it, it really... Uh, confused the Ravenswood players and you know we was very hard to block at night. And Jim uh, after high school 
uh, obviously uh, you were recruited and and chose Glenville State College and uh, had a fantastic career with the Pioneers. Tell us about uh, that transition from high school to college. Well, Jim Schur, uh, the guy that I idolized when I was a kid in high school, and he happened to be attending Glenville State, and he said, I want you to come up and try out for the football team, and I had never heard of Glenville State. I was from, you know, the country. I hadn't heard a whole lot more than Charleston or Parkersburg, but anyway, I said, well, I'll go up with you, and I did, and the nicest guys around, the football players, and then just ordinary people walking the campus, they were so good to me, and I thought, well, let's give this a try. <laughs> and obviously, it worked out. Uh, you went on to become an NAIA All-American uh, for the Pioneers and, and won an award at Glenville known as the Montrose Award. And that is presented annually to the top male athlete at Glenville State College. That had to make you feel pretty good. Oh, it was great. And there was two things about it. It was also for academics and athletics. But then the second thing, I had no idea that Coach McMillan had previously been awarded that and I was just well I was thrilled <laughs> and another Viking who won that award was a man by the name of Paul Lanham was also Correct. a Montrose award winner he did then Jim after college uh, you began uh, teaching and coaching and I believe your first stop was at a little high school in Ritchie County it was Pinsborough High School and I had the pleasure to coach with Kenny Wright and it, it was a single way school. It was a wonderful place to learn. Uh, the people there were fantastic. And um, it, it was a wonderful experience, fantastic experience. I became uh, friends with quite a few coaches over the period. And, uh, you know, that's what it was all about. And then you returned to your alma mater, uh, first as a teacher and as an assistant coach and then uh, later uh, as a principal and uh, retired as an administrator at Ripley High. But uh, was it important for you at that point in your life to come home and and, uh, bring up your children in in the Ripley community? Well, uh, my wife and I both uh, graduated from Ripley High School and our parents were, you know, back here at that time. Uh, We thought, well, we might as well go home and see what the kids, you know, and they, they loved it. They took right to it. And, uh, uh, you know, some other, such as Keith Witter, he raised his son and daughter here, who, by the way, both turned out to be real good athletes. And um, so, yeah, it, it was the right thing to do. And your family uh, continued uh, the Viking football tradition. Of course, Jimmy uh, was a player here and later became head coach of the Vikings. Justin uh, played here and became an assistant coach. And then uh, Taryn also ended up playing <laughs> for the Blue and White. So uh, the Frazier family, your connections, uh, have quite a legacy here. Well, you know, it's uh, I'm really proud of those kids because they did. But I was proud of every kid we coached. It was a wonderful experience. Great kids uh, tried. You know, they tried to do the right thing. That's all you can do. And, and Jim, if you had to pinpoint one or two things that happened uh, during your Viking career, either as a player or as a coach, are there any memories that stand out in particular about 
maybe a certain uh, game or uh, a certain teammate or uh, that, that you played with here at Ripley High? Mike, there's so many memories. Uh, you know, when I played, there was a whole lot of good, good football players. There, there were people like when I was a senior, for example, um, Austin Boswell, Clifton King, um, Robert Ball, Jerry Good, um, gee, uh, Ronnie Winter, who tragically uh, was killed in a car crash, um, Donnie Stevens, oh my, Donnie Swisher, who unfortunately broke an ankle and couldn't play, but there were just so many memories and so many great times. Jim Stover, uh, I, I'm certain I'm missing some, but, uh, you know, they, they just, a lot of great memories. Jim, uh, thank you so much for kicking this uh, segment off for us here as we begin the, the football season, and, and thank you for all your contributions to uh, Ripley High and, and Viking Athletics. Well, you're certainly welcome. I, you know, I would like to thank uh, everyone that you know had any affiliation with any sports in Jackson County because it's sure worth it. So many coaches, not only in varsity or uh, you know middle school, but uh, the coaches little league and, and people who dedicate their time to that. But you're certainly welcome. You know, Brian, uh, Coach Fraser has been in about every Hall of Fame there is to be. He's in the Viking Football Hall of Fame, the Glenville State College uh, Sports Hall of Fame, the Mid-Ohio Valley Sports Hall of Fame. He's done it all. Rube, we could maybe call this a Hall of Fame episode because our next guest is also a Hall of Fame member of Viking football, and that is Will Hossaflute. Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by former Ripley Viking, former player, coach, teacher, Administrator Will Hossafluke, now the superintendent of Wood County Schools. Will, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Brian. Talk a little bit, Will. Um, uh, you know, we're coming up on the Parkersburg South game here in a few weeks. You've seen this rivalry from all sides now after last year uh, being involved with the Parkersburg South side of, of the, the Ripley game. And obviously as a coach and a player and a teacher and an administrator at Ripley High School, Talk about the significance of this game. I know what it means from Ripley's side. It's always a rivalry game. Be interesting to see how the South people view this. Yeah, honestly, uh, you know, Ripley and South are very, very similar. Uh, very similar in nature. Uh, South, uh, they have a. It's a wide array. Uh, it's a very rural area, uh, becoming more urban uh, by by the second. But uh, you know. The one big advantage South has is that they have 1,600 students compared to Ripley's 930 students. So that's always a, that was always a challenge when I was at Ripley. Um, at South, you know, South, as I, I was as I was stating, you know, they have a, a lot bigger pool to pull from. But uh, you know, overall, uh, I know that South has a new coach, uh, Nathan Tanner, which, uh, to my knowledge, he's done a great job with AD. Uh, Roger Thompson, he's, he's informed me a couple of things that's been going on that he's been doing a great job. But also I know Coach Moore is preparing his Vikings uh, for that very first game, which, you know, the, I've always said as a coach, you know, that first game is very important. You grow a lot from the first game to the second game, and uh, that first game, first game is really a telltale sign of the season. What's it been like for you? You're, you're a year into it now in Parkersburg. Uh, what's it been like for you, the transition, uh, moving up to Wood County? or actually living in Jackson County, but going to work every day in Wood County. 
Uh, well, uh, actually, uh, it's it's pretty enjoyable. Uh, of course, I always miss uh, I miss Ripley, but also enjoy my time at uh, in Parkersburg and in Wood County. the The big thing about Wood County is they gave me an opportunity uh, to move my career forward, and that's uh, where I want to where I want to be eventually is uh, to move up to the uh, state superintendent of schools in West Virginia. So they gave me the opportunity, and uh, I'm trying to make the the best of it, and I'm putting 100 percent effort into it, like I did at Ripley High School. You have um, a little bit to deal with in Parkersburg. Well, you've got several schools uh, that you have to keep an eye on. Talk a little bit about the challenge of that. Well, uh, first and foremost, we have about uh, 12,384 students. I have roughly 1,900 employees compared to Jackson County, which is roughly 12 to 13 schools. And um, I don't know the exact number of employees, but uh, we have a, a lot of students, a lot of buildings. Uh, we have a lot of feeder programs. And, and one thing, I, and I will say about Wood County, uh, we definitely support our teachers well. We support athletics, uh, but more importantly, support academics. One thing that I've always, uh, one thing that we've always, I've looked at uh, comparing Jackson to, to Wood County is Wood County has a, a great youth program. Uh, they have two programs that are ultra successful, uh, and I hope soon that Jackson County will be able to get those. And that is an elementary basketball program and a elementary track program, which keeps kids involved. I mean, it, ke- it gets kids active uh, to help uh, to help with their healthy lifestyles and so on. I mean, there's not uh, every in the fall. Uh, we we have the basketball where uh, you'll have 46 or 47 kids on each elementary school basketball team. We have 19 elementary schools, so we have great inter inter county competition. Uh, we have a county championship uh, this year. Actually, the um, former baseball coach Matt Nall at Parkersburg South. He's the principal at Kanawha Elementary, and that's out Route 47. But it's the first year they've ever won uh, a championship, and they won the basketball and the boys basketball championship. So it's it's exciting. Uh, there are a lot of competition going on. With within the county. You created a lot of competition at Ripley High School from an academic standpoint. I was always really impressed with the job that you did moving Ripley into the new century, I guess, technology-wise, and then also uh, pushing the limits of our kids. I always thought our students' test scores uh, really improved under your leadership as well as the amount of scholarship dollars that our kids tended to get every year, it seemed like it, that number just continued to grow and grow. And, uh, you know, Ripley's, you left Ripley in a great spot. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, you know, one, honestly, uh, Ripley, uh, Ripley High School, that I started that AP program uh, probably, I don't know, 10 years ago. I was an AP teacher, um, and, you know, that – that was the big push in academics. And what you have to remember is academics are always first. It's student athlete for a reason. Student always comes first. I always said uh, the, the, the student, I mean, if you look at the Division One scholarships at Ripley High School or Parkersburg or, um, or Weir gives away each year, you'll always have more scholarships academically. Uh, that has to be the focus of any school system. So overall, uh, you know, um, I know that Ripley is continuing under Miss Chateau. I mean, um, as you as you stated, uh, Ripley was in good condition, but now she's taking it to new heights. So I have all the faith in the world. My kids are still in the school system. Uh, my daughter is going in eighth grade. I have. Uh, one that's going into fifth, uh, my youngest daughter's going to fifth grade. I still have a lot of, I mean, I, I have faith in the school system. I have faith in Mr. Hess. I have faith in the principals. I know it's uh, the county is under in good hands with the administration here in Wood County. Um, you know, 
there are a lot of changes I've already made. Uh, we've, you know, very similar to Jackson County. Uh, we've already started to implement technology throughout the county. Uh, we've this year, uh, K through eight, one-to-one iPads. Uh, soon high schools uh, will be in that one-to-one initiative. But more importantly, um, the big thing about Wood County is that I think that we have some of the top math scores in the state. And we had a 47% increase this year, and that's through data analysis and holding you know, everyone accountable. And there's just so many cogs working together uh, to actually you know, produce uh, a well-rounded student. But that is one huge accomplishment this year. Um, I'm getting calls every day from the State Department. You know, what's the secret? Uh, there is no secret. Hard work's a secret. Speaking of hard work, that's you in a nutshell. Uh, you're a, a Ripley High Football Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, you went on to, to play at Marshall and had a good career there. Talk about what football taught you and how it helped you progress now into your uh, personal life with your family, with your career, and all those things. Yeah. the, uh, the foot, I mean, not only football, but wrestling and baseball, uh, I just – I really enjoyed sports, um, and I've always enjoyed being driven uh, to that degree. Uh, but, you know, overall, I mean, there, there are three things that really make a difference, uh, and I've always said this, you know, hard work, uh, perseverance, and just a commitment of what you're doing. But that hard work is number one, and I tell kids all the time. I spoke to many Wood County Elementary students this year and those fifth-grade graduations, third-grade graduations, is that, you know, you can do anything in this world you want to do through hard work. Um, And I'm a perfect example of that. You know, I wasn't the most intelligent person in school, but I could outwork anyone. And I'd put myself up against anyone in terms of work ethic. Uh, Fortunately enough, um, and I don't know how this happened, but my oldest daughter, uh, she has that same, that driven desire, so to say, that drive that pushes her uh, to to excel athletically and more importantly, academically. She she wants to be on top and, and that's good. Nothing was more uh, outwardly uh, presented to me in that way than this past winter. I was coming off the hill to go work out at 5.30 in the morning. You were finishing your workout at 5.30. You were actually running back up 33 and back up our road here back to your house. That spoke volumes to me. I'm like, this guy's driving to Parkersburg in a little bit. He had to get up at 4.30 this morning to get his run in. Uh, That's really you in a nutshell. Most certainly. Uh, I've always, I mean, one of the big, uh, one of the big thoughts I've always had, and one and thing, my big saying I, I live by: you have to win the day. Every day is important, and there's no other way to win a day is to beat everyone up in the morning, uh, to go out and run that four to five mile run, and say I've honestly won the day, starting my day off. Uh, most people wake up, and you know they're they're behind me. Uh, I want to be in the front, and I want to keep continuing uh, throughout the day, and, I, and I'm 100% all day long. Last year, Ripley had a historic season on the football field, um, and I know you got to see the first game, and I think I saw you at a couple of other games. Uh, how much fun was that for you, uh, just being a fan and being an alum to, to watch that, not necessarily being involved in the uh, administrating or anything at that time, but just come to the game and enjoy watching the Vikings? You know, I, I, I love watching football. I, I love competition. Uh, I love watching uh, student athletes compete uh, because I know what it did for me. 
And, you know, when I can see that fourth and one and, and what it takes to get the fourth and one, and really, you know, a lot of people compare, you know, I'm in stressful situations every day, and I can be perfectly honest. You're not in a stressful situation until you have to make a call uh, fourth and inches on the goal line. That's stress, uh, and that, that's the way I've always def- defined stress. People say, well, this is stressful, this part of the job's is uh, stressful, but it, uh, like I said, fourth and inches on the goal line, and you have to make the call, that's stress. So for you, uh, you mentioned your, your future goals. Um, what do you see in Parkersburg coming up over the next few years? I know you talked about uh, some of the technology being implemented. What do you see five years from now in Wood County? Well, uh, right now that Wood County is ranked uh, academically about 13th and 12th, or 12th, 13th uh, throughout the state academically. My goal is at least a top five. I think I'm. Uh, we're going to be pretty close this year uh, to a top five, especially uh, grades uh, three through eight with our GSA scores. So, like I said, um, I've always said academics always have to be at the top. I can take care of everything else. Um, everything else is, is is right below that academic mark. But as long as academics stay at the top, um, you know, Wood County is going to be successful, and hopefully someday um, I could I can end up somewhere else and maybe maybe making a bigger impact throughout the state of West Virginia. Well, thanks for the time, buddy. Continued success in in Parkersburg. Uh, we're super proud of you. We appreciate what you did here at Ripley High School uh, in helping uh, move us forward, and uh, Bev's going to do the same into the future. But thank you so much. Right. Thank you. Appreciate it. And, Rube, to wrap up uh, Mr. Hossafluk's interview, you've had quite a history of following his career. What a pleasure it was to uh, be the announcer uh, for Will when he was playing his football at Ripley High School, and then that continued as he went on to play for the Marshall University Thundering Herd. And we can say the same thing about our next guest, current Ripley High School coach Eddie Smolder. Happy to have current Viking head coach Eddie Smolder with us. And, Coach, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, Brian. Talk a little bit about last year. Uh, you have been building this program for the last few years, and, and last year really felt like uh, something special happening and the, the program really going in the direction you wanted. Yeah, it was just a great year, a great season. Um, you know, the seniors that we had, we had them for four years. So we started building that in 2015, and we continued to get better. And um, once that big group of 15 got to be seniors, you know, we got a new schedule, and it all worked out really well for us. Our hard work um, came to fruition. And Coach, you talked about last year's senior class, and and with this team, you may not have that group of 15 seniors like you did last year, but you've got some new talent coming into the program. Yeah, we have some new guys that are um, coming out and um, wanting to participate and help us, and hopefully they can. You know, they're athletic, a couple of basketball players and maybe a soccer player or two. And um, But we have a, a big number of seniors again, and um, some of them have started, some of them have played, and some of them are going to – um, you know, hopefully step up and make a name for themselves and help our program. Coach, you, you look at last year's talent, and Rube mentioned the seniors. Uh, you really got great contributions last year from Cyrus Casto and, and being his only year uh, playing football. And then obviously what RJ did leaving the school as the all-time leading rusher, big holes to fill for you. Do you do that uh, from a platoon standpoint, take several guys to uh, pick up that production? Well, that's why we uh, that's why we're going to start practice here pretty soon. Um, we'll find out. You know, we practiced in June, and 
got our plays in offense and defensively. But, you know, we're going to practice the next couple of weeks to get ready and we're going to see who steps up and fills those positions. You know, every position's open and we've got, you know, several guys that can fill that void, whether it's one guy or multiple guys. And coach, uh, from a stability standpoint, you were telling me that the uh, coaching staff returns intact this year. Tell us who's on your staff and what their res- what their responsibilities will be. Yeah, our staff is the same, which is good. It's always great to have the same continuity of um, coaches coming back. So um, Steve Sayers, our defense coordinator, also helps with the offense line. Um, my dad, Ed Smolder, um, coaches offense and defensive line. Um, Shane Casto coaches uh, running backs and defensive backs. Ryan Simons, one of coach quarterbacks this year, and uh, defensive backs, Coach Mullins. He uh, coaches our fullbacks and our inside linebackers. And we have uh, Mike Cummings and Brian Anderson that coached our freshman team a couple years ago, and they moved up last year and helped us with varsity and JV. Coach, you had some extenuating circumstances this time last year. You didn't have a football field at this point in the season. And I know you and I talked about it, and you don't, you're not a guy to make excuses and, and, and say, you know, we weren't prepared because of this or that. But it has to make you feel better knowing when you go in there on Monday – everything's in place, all of it's time for you guys to focus on getting better. Yeah, last year we dealt with a lot of adversity at the beginning. You know, we had to practice in the baseball field and we had to go to the middle school a couple times and, you know, our scrimmage was moved. But, you know, our, our turf is there and we're thankful for that and, you know, the board for replacing it. And, um, you know, it's going to be a smoother transition getting started this year in 2019. And talking about getting started, you like to get a little early jump on football practice with, with a midnight practice. Tell us how uh, the, the theory behind that and tell us a little bit about uh, what the procedure will be. Yeah, well, so we on Sundays we have our parent meeting um, at 7 and then our team meeting at 10 p.m. And after that we get ready and, um, you know, we practice from midnight um, to about one o'clock and it's great just to get out there and get started get an early jump and it's exciting time you know midnight madness is what we call it and we've done that since I've been here so it's one of our uh, favorite practices and usually one of our best practices you know everybody's eager and excited to get going and why not start when that first uh, minute is um, allowed for you to do so. Coach all of us old guys that played when August rolls around, you still get that feeling in your stomach like it's time to go practice. And I can see the look in your eye right now. You're excited. <laughs> You're ready to go. Uh, you've had uh, your break. Uh, and I know that uh, for you, not just as a coach but as a Viking, it's an exciting time. Yeah, you know, football season is one of the best times of the year, and we're all excited. We've been working hard all off season. We've had a really good off season. Um, from a participation standpoint and from an effort standpoint. So we're excited about the improvement we've made, and um, we're ready to get started and get ready to uh, get better every day. That's our, you know, that's our short-term goal is to improve each day. This year uh, has a little uh, special uh, addition to it in that it represents 100 years of Viking football. Our first football team ever was in back in 1919, with this being 2019. And we have some special things planned uh, this year to coincide with that, including the game program and other things that we're going to do here on Viking 360. As a player, as a coach, uh, it's pretty significant. I know you have some things that you're going to do with the team uh, going around that, that century mark. Tell us just a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really exciting to uh, be able to coach and be a part of you know the 100th year of Ripley football, um, you know, we're going to wear a decal on the back of our helmet that represents 100 years that 
Um, you know, Rube created and made for us. We're also going to get shirts, you know, for the 100 years. It has a shield on the front of it. So it's really nice, and it's important to me. It's going to be important to our program that we represent Ripley football the way Ripley football is meant to be represented. We're going to play hard and play fast and play with good character and, you know, display good sportsmanship, and hopefully ball bounces the way it should and we get a W. Coach, uh, continued success. We greatly appreciate uh, uh, you taking the time to be with us today, and we're looking forward to another uh, great season in 2019. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me here, and um, we're ready to get started. And um, just want to wish everybody the best and hope they enjoy the 100th year of Ripley football. And, Rube, as we wrap up episode 29 of Viking 360, a, kind of a somber note, we lost a couple of uh, very important people to the Viking Nation. It really was. It was a tough week for Viking fans as we uh, said our far- farewells to uh, Bo Casto, a great Viking fan, um, and also um, to Roscoe Taylor, who was a member of the Viking Baseball Hall of Fame, assistant coach with Lady Viking Softball. Rest in peace. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.